Imagine yourself relaxing at a poolside party and a friend comes up to you and goes, come on, man, have another burger. And you go, I'm not really hungry. Then your friend says, what does hunger have to do with it? Or you're relaxing at a another party on a patio somewhere and a different friend says, why are you having another burger? Don't you know you'll gain weight? And you go, I'm still hungry. And then your friend exclaims, what? How can you still be hungry? These people are food pushers or food police. Welcome to the episode where we are going to solve food pushers and food police. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. I am so glad that you are here because this episode has been inspired by my life, of course, as I've experienced this, but also recently some clients who have experienced this. And specifically, they were talking about, I was at a poolside party and I had friends who were saying, oh, have some more of this slaw or have some more of this sandwich or have some more of these chips or have some more. It's like they were constantly pushing food. And every time this client had to say, no, I'm good. No, thanks. I'm not hungry anymore. That looks really amazing, but I'm good. It just, it was constant. It wasn't just once. And then she said she was experiencing this at work as well. She and some colleagues were working around a table together, not at a mealtime. They were just working, but there was these treats or whatever in the middle of the table. And somebody would take some and then try to hand it to her. And she'd be like, no, I'm good. A few minutes later, somebody else would take it and then try to hand it to her. No, I'm good. Thanks. So we really deal with these food pushers. I had a grandmother who was very much like this. I mean, it's like... If you had not had thirds, not just seconds, if you had not had thirds, what? You're not, you got to still be hungry. Like, no, grandmom, I'm, I'm good. So you may have family members like this. You may have friends like this. What do you do about these food pushers? The opposite of this also happens, but it stems from the same underlying belief that I'm going to share with you. The opposite of this, I know for me, has happened a lot, and that is the food police. I remember I was at a dude ranch with some family, and after a day of hiking all day and horseback riding, it was the evening, it was dinner, and I was ravenous. And as I went, I still, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I still had this much emotion about this, because as I'm describing it to you, I feel this visceral reaction coming up in me. So as I am serving my plate, somebody at the table started playing the food police, taking the plate away from me, saying, you don't need that much. And if I remember right, and I don't, I don't remember exactly how this happened. This was a few years ago. It was either that I slapped the person's arm to let go of the weight or they slapped mine as they were taking the plate away from me. I don't remember which, but I remember there was some slapping and I was... Oh, but I mean, I even had a visceral reaction even before the the slapping of the arm went on. It was just the, you know, the, you don't need that much. 
this food police thing. And if you have someone who does that, either one to you, either food pushing or food police, you are going to know it because you get this visceral reaction. You get this, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. Can't believe they're saying that. Well, this is why you are having that reaction. It's crossing a boundary. Regardless of their intention, they are crossing a boundary. And you don't have to explain to them that you hiked 10 miles that morning and that's why you're extra hungry. You don't have to explain that, you know, maybe it's an afternoon party and you ate a late lunch and you're not hungry. You don't have to explain why you're hungry or why you're not hungry. You don't have to talk about how much you can eat or how much you don't want to eat or whatever. It is none of their business. So some of the things you can do, you can just change the subject. You can walk away. You can kindly say as kindly as you can, if you can do this without being sarcastic, which I'm sure I wouldn't be sarcastic if I said this, um, or maybe even angry, is my hunger's my business. And if it's at a pool party, maybe then you just do a cannonball into the, the, into the pool and you splash water on them. Okay, maybe you don't do the last part. That really would be even beyond a little sarcasm or anger. But the point is, and if you need to practice this, this is something that I will do with clients is role playing and practicing having these boundary conversations because both of these come from a belief that they have, that they know what is best for your body. They have a belief that they know what is best for your life and they aren't responsible for that. You are responsible for your body, not them. Therefore, you have the right to choose not them. Your body was designed with its signals of hunger, its signals of fullness of what it wants. Anybody who is pushing food or policing food is crossing into something they don't have a right to voice to. Now, here's a little caution. What if you are the one who is doing the food policing? You're creating these rules. You are creating bad, negative thoughts around your choices. You're criticizing yourself around that. You're keeping your food and your body at war. That is classic diet mentality. So you can even tell yourself, you know what? Mind, I'll just use me. Okay, Sherry, your body is calling for this. Your body is what has a right to say what it needs, when it needs it, and how much it needs. It has the right to that. And I might choose something for a different reason, and that's okay, but it's I'm still taking into account what my body is saying that it wants because it's my body's business. I did go on the food policing part of this. I did go into this a little bit more in a YouTube episode, How to Stop People from Judging Your Food, and I'll link that in the show notes. But the food pusher thing, I didn't cover in that YouTube video because this is something that's just come up a lot recently with clients of people pushing the food. So if somebody is pushing the food and they're saying, you know, well, why don't you want some of this? Or, you know, come on, have some. The classic is not. And I remember in this conversation with my client, she was like, I don't get it. You know, what is it? Is it pushing food? When somebody offers it to me, no, that's not a food pusher. A food pusher is not somebody saying, oh, this is delicious, you know, try some of this. Or even if they're using boundary crossing phrase of should, even if they say, oh, this is delicious, you should try some of this. They're not 
they're not pushing food at that point. It's just their way of phrasing it. So you don't have to get all up in arms. It's after you say no, or after you say, oh, that does look really good. No, thanks. I'm not hungry right now. Or you don't even have to give an explanation. You could just say, you know, all that does look good. No, thanks. If they at that point say, oh, come on, just have a little bit or a little bit won't hurt you or whatever their little phrasing is at that point, that's when you go into, okay, they're pushing food and you can at that point either just, again, change the subject or walk away or if, if you're at a table with the the coworkers and their food pushing, you don't have to, and you can't walk away. You can just say no thanks. And if you've said no thanks two or three times and they're not getting it, then you can even do the please, I'm getting uncomfortable with with this conversation. I'm asking you not to push the food or I'm asking you not to encourage me to eat this when I'm not wanting this right now. If they're not honoring that, then the next time that they do it, just keep your head down in your work and don't even acknowledge it. I mean, it's just at some point you have to ignore the food pushers if they are not respecting your request for them not to push food. Same thing actually then with food police. If you are telling them, I really don't appreciate after you've, you know, told them no or whatever, you know, it's like, I really don't need for you to police my food. That's my business. If they keep policing it, walk away, put your head down, ignore whatever you need to do on that. I hope that this has encouraged you to deal with the food pushers and the food police in a new way and know that you have a right to your body. You have a right to your decisions around your food, not them. They don't. And don't let them make you feel bad about what you choose to eat or not eat. Thanks so much for being here. Let me know in comments and social media. Let me know. Just email me, sherry at theverialife.com. What you do to handle the food pushers, what you do to handle the food police. Tell me your stories. This would be interesting to hear other people's stories of how family or friends push food or police food. I cannot wait to talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.